Jesus Fix It, the Good Morning Radio Podcast with Seth and Jess. It is the May-flavored version of the Jesus Fix It month and wrap-up. Uh-huh, and you better buckle your seatbelts because we got some fun things to talk about this month. Uh, first of all, what happened to May? Oh, I don't. my word. I know. Okay, bye-bye. See you later, May. All right, this first thing I... <laughs> When I saw this, I was like, okay, we've got to talk about this. All right. So this couple in India, uh, they are suing their son and daughter-in-law for not giving them grandchildren. Yeah. I saw this. And the first reaction I thought of is like, I thought my in-laws were intrusive in my life. (laughs) Like this is something, I know the cultures, the culture there is a little different, but They take this very seriously. Yeah. My mom, my mom and dad probably would have like done something like this to Uh me. (laughs) Me and my ex-husband. But anyway, this is a real thing. So they are suing. Um, they've Well, first of all, their um, son and daughter-in-law have been married for six years. Right. And I just want to say there's nothing medically wrong. Right. They're able to conceive as far as they know. They've um, Both of them are healthy. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know what? We're still kind of new to this marriage thing, and we're just living life. We love just our kid-free life right now. We're not ready to have kids. And mom and dad are like, uh-uh, Hello? listen. <laughs> they even have it broken down to how much money they spent raising their son. It says this wow. in the petition. Uh, the couple claim they've spent about 20 million Indian rupees okay. raising their son, which is about 257,000 American dollars. Okay, I can see that. Um, sure. They said, we have educated him. We have made him capable. We made him a pilot, which is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, we want a grandchild. We live in a neighborhood where we see our neighbors playing with their grandchildren. They are having the time of their lives. They are just sitting back, enjoying retirement and and playing with their grandchildren, and we have none. Right. We deserve to have at least one grandchild. I get this. I understand it. This is a very serious thing in their culture. Yeah. Right? Children carry on the name, carry on the traditions of the family. I got it. However, you're going to sue? That's yeah. that's what I don't I think this is rare though, isn't it? It is to be sued. It, it even says right here in the suit it says this kind of lawsuit is really rare, but the topic of familial obligation has been a long a long time controversial well, thing in India. And this couple, they are serious about this. Yeah. Like this is serious in their in their culture. I guess this is why I wanted to talk about it because I'm so intrigued. Like well, when 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 you were married, okay, mm-hmm. we, my wife and I, got a little taste of this kind of pressure. Not mm-hmm. a whole bunch, but we got married, and the first year, nobody mentioned kids. And then the second anniversary came, and then it started of, well, are you guys starting to have, you thinking about having children? Be? But in the third year, it was down to, when are you guys having kids? I mean, oh. it was it was coming from the family of, are you guys going to have children? When do I get grandkids? When are we? And and there was a co- there were a couple of our family members that got a little pushy about it. Let so I kind of understand this. My dad was asking me and my husband at our reception. What? <laughs> when are, when are y'all going to give me some grandbabies? Was he serious? Yeah. Whoa. He okay. was like, now that, now that you're married, when am uh-huh. I going to get some grandbabies? Can we... And we were like, uh, well, today it just happened. Right. So can you just like give us a little time? Yeah. Like, 
So <laughs> I get it, but it's like family can, you know, family can get interwoven into the your pressure. life and it can yeah. be very interesting. This is why I think it's a really good idea to sometimes you have to gently but firmly set boundaries uh, and say, yeah. okay, this is our life. And over there, that is your life. And mm-hmm. here's where it can intersect. But this is the only place that it can intersect. This is our life. This is the way we do our thing. And I, I don't think in our culture anyway, and we started talking about the Indian culture, that's a totally different situation. Yeah. But in our culture, I think it's very important to early off in a relationship, you got to kind of set some boundaries up and say, okay, this is off limits, but we can deal with this kind of thing. I've learned a lot about boundaries myself over the years too, because I have been guilty of, you know, my friends, I've said, I've asked the question, when are you guys having kids? Right. You know, kind of innocent, innocent question. And then, oh, we're not able to, or Mm -hmm. we tried and we lost or, and so I've learned to not ask the question or just what, I, I guess I just feel like that's very personal. It is a personal. It is decision. so yeah. so personal, and you have to really know the person in order to ask. You that's just something you just really have to be careful of mm-hmm. and just really really respect because not everybody wants to be asked when are you going to have right. kids or are you pregnant? Like right. that's just <laughs> you know. Yeah. First of all, I ain't. I'm just fat. So, because <laughs> that has happened too. But I'm just saying, um, yeah, this, I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is I didn't realize until later in life how sensitive yeah. that whole kids and it can be. It can pregnancy be very much. subject can be to so many people. Yeah. And I just feel like we should just all be really sensitive you know, when and- we start. Asking yeah. people all, getting all up in people's business. Kind of think ahead a little bit and think, okay, what is the question or the conversation I'm getting ready to start? What implications does it have? Think a little bit forward yeah. instead of just, hey, <laughs> blurt. Yeah. Just maybe think a little bit about it. But you know what? That could be said for everything that we do. Every, true, just true. Right. I was at a dinner party one time, and it was probably about 15 or 20 people and one of the couples, they had been married probably for about 10 years. And the whole table was kind of quiet. And somebody yelled, y'all been married forever and y'all don't have any kids yet. Well, they weren't able to have right. children. So just another. Yeah. Mm. And y- nobody wants to intentionally, with a comment like that, you don't want to intentionally hurt somebody's feelings or yeah. bring up something that is painful. You're mm-hmm. just being, you know, you're just kind of kidding around. Hey, I'm sure what about? There was no, yeah, but anyway. But think before you yell out stuff. Mm-hmm, That's but pretty good advice. Anyway. I think my mom said that to me like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be watching this story because I am curious to see <laughs> how this one is going to. And how does the lawsuit end? Like, I don't know. There's, there, it doesn't say if they're like suing for like a monetary amount. Or is it like, okay, y'all better get busy, like literally get busy making grandkids, or you got to pay me. Like, I don't— I'm um. interested in the precedent here. Does this mean that maybe I could sue my kid for not bringing up the trash, not emptying the dishwasher, not feeding the dog? Not You see where I'm going with this? Or pay me for all the times I have to remind you because yeah. it ain't enough money in the world. Yeah. Okay, so, moving on. Moving on. All right. <laughs> I believe there was the greatest invention that has ever happened in modern history 
took place recently. Okay. It's a group of students out of the uh, Maryland, out of university students out of Maryland. They came up with, and you're going to love this, edible tape. Oh, I know. This we talked is, about this on the show. It's a brand new thing. They're working on getting a patent for it. Mm-hmm. It's called Tasty Tape. Tasty Tape. And the design, the, the, the implication is you overfill a burrito, you're trying to eat it, it opens up, it spills everywhere, and you get stuff all over your shirt. No, you use this stuff to tape the burrito shut. Yes. And think about this. You can get different flavors, right? I'm just, this is a free suggestion for them. If they haven't thought oh, you're about helping this, them. I'm helping them. <laughs> Think about it. You could have the tape flavored like jalapeno or chipotle or barbecue or you name it, add flavors to the tape. And now not only are you keeping the burrito nice and neat, which just makes me so happy, but now you're adding flavor. Right, <laughs> and think about this. this is an amazing. I'm telling you, man, this is an amazing invention. This I was, love this. It was so wonderful when I saw this because over burrito stuffers everywhere. First of all, it's the only way to eat a burrito I, is to overstuff it. I can't. I can't understuff. <laughs> there is something in me. I've even gone to the store, and we're like, okay, we're going to have burritos tonight. So instead of getting the normal tortillas, yeah, I get these El Grande tortillas. I mean, things like. <laughs> You could park a car on one of these. <laughs> Do I then keep it moderate and fill it right so I can wrap it properly with this giant tortilla? No. There's no way. Bigger tortilla means you got to put more in it. And I come up of with this course. thing that weighs like eight pounds and I still can't get, I still, I can't wrap my face around it. <laughs> I do not have the ability to properly stuff a burrito. So I'm telling you guys. Your invention of the Tasty Tape, you've made me very happy. Well, you can Nobel only, Prize kind of thing. Not here. only use it. Wow, Just Nobel saying. Prize. Not only use it for um, burritos, you can use it for any kind of wrap or anything. Yeah. But it's one of those things that you're like, wow, why didn't I think of this? You're trying to wrap bacon on steak or <laughs> bacon on shrimp? Wrap it up. Tape, Tasty Tape. And if it's got flavor, man, I'm... Mm-mm. All right. While we're talking I'm a about bit food, about yeah, this, I we think. talk about food all the time. Really? How about um, the Ritz cracker and Oreo combination they came out with? Yeah. The Ritz crack. So it's a Ritz cracker mm-hmm. with peanut butter, mm-hmm. and then delicious on on its own. Yes, very and tasty. And then you take an Oreo cookie and you mash that together, and yeah. you have like this sweet salty combination. But they only made like. 1,000 packs of those. Testing the so market it's like to see how. like a beta situation. Yeah, exactly. The, it's, <laughs> I'm beta testing my new cookie. Okay, so I get it. Mm-hmm. I think it would be an interesting flavor combination. When we talked about it on the morning show, I compared it to a fluffanutter. Yeah. Right? The peanut butter from the, from the Ritz cracker side and the chocolatey or the cream from the Oreo side and... The only thing I'm kind of questioning is the cookie from the Oreo and the Ritz cracker. How's that going to mesh together as far as taste is concerned? I'm I'm just a little, I don't know, maybe a bit that, skeptical on that one. The fact that we're sitting here analyzing this, like, yeah, it's... But have we met? I mean, this is what we do. Okay. So, all right, let me just share with you. I am open to different flavor combinations. Mm-hmm. The other day, my wife got into the pantry and said, hey, I'm going to have a snack, right? So she pulls out some wheat thin crackers. Love wheat thins. Mm -hmm. I eat wheat thins with some cream cheese, maybe some hummus. I never met cream cheese I didn't like. Amen to that. 
but she puts a smear of Nutella on a wheat thin cracker. I'm not mad at that. I'm down well, for that. I, I can, I can, I can roll with but it. See, I looked at him like, "What are you doing? You don't put sweet on a wheat thin. You put savory on a wheat thin. Don't be messing around." But they have sweet wheat thin flavors. Whatever. You just <laughs> don't. <laughs> and then she said, "She, you know, being the mom, have you tried it?" I'm like, "No, I haven't see? tried." It. You better try it before you just, you know, you're being critical. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay." It tasted like a cannoli. And I was surprised, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm okay. I'm I'm, I'm willing to try a little bit of Nutella on a wheat thin cracker. Give it a try. If you like it, well, you know, you can give my wife the credit. How did we? Because it's food, Jess. We always know. Okay. All right. Can I go sciencey? Just nerd for one second. Well, if you want me to take a nap, just say that. (laughs) Stop it. It'll be really brief. (laughs) Okay. We have done fundraisers where uh, people are in really dire need of fresh drinking water, Mm -hmm. right? We have talked about this, that this is a health issue all over the world where there's not enough fresh water. There's not enough rainfall. There's not enough fresh water in the area. And California right now was on a serious, (sighs) having a serious, serious drought issue. Exactly. So there are a team of researchers have come out with, the only thing I can call it, it's a gel. And this gel pulls water out of the air and it can make liters of water gallons of water as a matter of fact from air that is very dry like 15 percent humidity and they're saying that as they're developing this and it's very low cost it it's not expensive Mm -hmm. they're saying this could be quite the boon for areas that are drought stricken here in our country Mm -hmm. but all over the world where they're having problems with people literally dying from thirst, not enough water to grow crops, not enough water to feed the or to, to water the, the animals, not enough water for themselves and the health issues. This is something that could be a real life changer for people all over the world. And they just announced this not too long ago. And I thought this is something I know, science nerdy moment here, but I thought this was one of those things where it's like, look, there's a lot of bad things that happen in our world. There's a lot of things that hurt our heart. But there's also a lot of really good accomplishments that are happening that are going to benefit people all over the world. And while it's nerdy, while it's sciencey, to me, it really meant something. This is a good thing. Oh, it's University of Texas at Austin. They're the ones that developed this. Okay. And it's like, way to go, guys. This I'm is good news. It. I'm here for the good news. Yeah. I am. Even though it was nerdy, I'm here for it. It was so nerdy. I'm I not ap- going to argue I appreciate that at all. it, but At least you mentioned I didn't use my nerd voice. You mentioned science. You did mention the good things that happen in the world. Yeah. Um, this is not a good thing that happened in the world a couple yeah. years ago, but I want to um, bring up that in May um, we did um, have the two-year anniversary of George Floyd's passing. Yeah. And although that was not a good thing at all, um, what did come out of his passing was a lot of people came together. It brought awareness of a lot of things. Um, It brought awareness to um, a very bad systemic problem we have Mm -hmm. in America right now. But I just don't want us to forget how we came together then. I don't want that to be, do you know what I'm saying? How two years ago 
when we saw what happened to George Floyd, we had a rise of in activism. We had so many people of all races come together and kind of lock arms. And I just don't want that to just fall fall apart now. Do you know what I mean? I do. We have a we have a tendency to be situationally concerned. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. You know, and it's like, oh, I'm concerned about this, right? Like the war in Ukraine. Right. It was a big thing for two, three weeks. And yes, it is still a big thing. We're yes. not we're not diminishing it, but it's not the the story in the news anymore. It's not highlighted. So people have a tendency to move on to other right. things. And yes, these are these are issues that are permanently needing to be concerned. Yes. How we treat each other is is of major concern, mainly because I do believe I've read it in a book somewhere mm-hmm. that we are to love our neighbor, all of our neighbors, all of our neighbors. And I just, I guess, what I'm trying to say, uh, I just want us to keep that same energy yeah, all that. the time. Yeah, um, and we have to also mention. Um, the tragedies yeah. from May, um, the shooting in Buffalo yeah. at the grocery store, um, the shooting situation. in the church, um, the Asian community, yeah. um, the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, our hearts, I, I, I think I reached a point in May where I was just like, I don't know how much more my heart can take. And I just had to kind of zone out for just a little bit and just kind of I think there was one point in which I put put my earbuds in and I just had to just like go to another place. Mm -hmm. I think I just listened to another podcast and I just like couldn't think about the news. Yeah, I I just had to just like zone out. I just didn't want to hear anymore because it wasn't like I just was trying to be oblivious to everything that was going on. It was just, my heart was just breaking so, so much. I I, I completely understand. I think a lot of us were feeling that way. You know, of all the, I have a soft spot for children. Mm -hmm. This is where my care meter goes off the charts. This is where I actually have empathy and sympathy. And when, when the shooting in Texas happened, I, it, it hit me so hard that I just felt like I didn't want to go out in public at all. I didn't want to listen to the news. I didn't want to certainly listen to all the arguments that were happening on social media. I didn't want to see pain and uh, anguish and, and hurt anymore. I just wanted to isolate myself away from that for a while. And I did. I, I did. I shut myself well, off for a bit. It's like, good. okay, I can't handle this right now. Mm-hmm. But then we get back into the world and we realize, listen, God is here. Even all, even though this happens, even these bad things that happen, God is still right here. God mm-hmm. has not gone anywhere. And that is what I've been clinging to for the last few days. It's like, okay, God of all the things that happen in this world, you are the constant. Mm-hmm. You are the one thing that I can hold on to with both hands on those days where I don't want to go outside. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to people at all. Yeah. I can lean on God. And he understands my heart and doesn't blame me for how I feel. No, I think we all, when we when we are faced with tragedies like this, whether they affect us directly or indirectly, we are allowed to have moments where we just sit and process 
and how you process is your way of getting through it. Everybody has their own individual way of processing. And it's at this point, I think we're all kind of still in survival mode, whether you're still trying to trying to survive through this pandemic or you're just trying to make it through the day. It's whatever you have to do mm-hmm. to get through at this point. You and know what I mean? And on God for all the strength to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like um, this verse is what I've been leaning on for the whole month of May, pretty much, especially um, when the it's so weird. Let me just backtrack a little bit. It's so weird because I was thinking about Philippians and then the tragedy, um, all these tragedies hit, and then... Right. This Philippians verse really just kept on coming up in my devotions, mm-hmm. like three or four devotions I read in May. And this Philippians verse, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I know with everything going on, it's so easy to be fearful and worried. But our prayer is that you will allow God's peace to rule in your heart and in your mind. The Bible says it right there. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, just pray and trust God to guard your heart and your mind. And I know when you look at the news and then there's another shooting, there's just always something. It's a challenge. But if you just let God just take over your heart And take over your mind. And then this is another thing that I've been thinking. The world needs people to share the gospel. There is so many people who need to be, there are so many people who need to be reminded that they are loved by God. I mean, that's sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. Now, there, there are some people who walk around and you're just like, I know, I already know God loves me. I know I am loved. I know I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I know I am made in his image. But there are some people that need that reminder, and it is up to some of us to spread that love, to spread that hope. You see people in Target that you know need to be reminded. Yep. You see people (laughs) on your social media timelines. You know they need to be reminded of the gospel. You may even see people across the aisle at church that still need that reminder that you are loved by the God of all the universe. Maybe you look in the mirror every day. And you need to be reminded that you are loved by an awesome, awesome God. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The Jesus Fix It podcast is brought to you by Mardell Christian Education Stores, which provide a vast selection of faith-based products and supplies for both classroom and homeschool teachers. You can find Mardell exclusive brands in their education, church supply, and gift departments, you know, like Renewing Minds and The Brainery. Toys for the kiddos, from Melissa and Doug, science and craft activity kits, they're all 30% off, and you can view their weekly ad and what's on sale anytime you like by simply downloading the Mardell app. Did you know that 40% of families in the U.S. are blended? Megan and Derek host the Blended Podcast. Navigating the ups and downs of being a blended family. Search the Blended Podcast with Megan and Derek today.